You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network, powered by Interstate Batteries. From your truck to your trail camera, Interstate Batteries has you covered. Visit your local Interstate Battery store today or online at interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Welcome to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. I am your host, Parker McDonald. And on this episode, I'm sitting down with Blake Eccles, Michael Pike, and Greg Godfrey, and we're just talking about our 2018 season goals. Now, if you're anything like us and you think about deer hunting 24-7, then I think you're going to enjoy this show. guys welcome to the southern ground hunting podcast this is episode number 14 and i cannot believe that we've been doing this thing for 28 weeks and it has been so much fun uh, but i gotta say i want to start out this podcast a little bit different than we normally do um, i just want to tell you guys thank you thank you for all the feedback that we've gotten um, you know i really feel like uh, we have a, a group of listeners who are as addicted to deer hunting as we are, first off, and are, I really feel like you're getting something out of this show, and so I really, really appreciate the feedback that we get. You know, I feel like right now we're on this stride where you know we're gaining listeners, and um, and it would it wouldn't be possible without y'all. So I want to say thank you to you. I also want to say thank you to Onyx Maps because, as you all know, this is the best mapping software out there. Um, Every time I go in the woods, just about. So, funny story. Uh, I went on a trip to Kentucky, a scouting trip to Kentucky this past weekend. You can actually check that out right now on the Sportsman's Nation YouTube channel. You'll see the Southern Ground vlog. And I think it's called Scouting Public Land in Kentucky or something like that. But you can see that there. And uh, me and Michael Pike, who you've heard from before, and you'll hear from today. He's on the show with us today again. Um, we both left our phones in the cabin that we were staying in. And so we had no maps. We, we were using uh, our other friend, Tyler, who went with us, who was filming stuff. Uh, we were using his phone, and so he got all the spots marked on his map. But um, I, you know, I felt so like naked without my Onyx there. Uh, it's a lifesaver. If you're not using it, then you need to stop what you're doing right now. Go download it. Do just do the free trial if you have to. Uh, it's going to save your life, especially when it comes to public land with property boundaries. It's saved my life so many times. Uh, I also want to say thank you to our partners at Go Wild. So while we were in Kentucky, we actually went to Louisville. Uh, after we scouted uh, the second day, we drove up to Louisville for a Go Wild hangout. And I'm telling you guys, it was an absolutely incredible experience. I got to meet Brad Luttrell. I got to meet John Hunter. got to meet several other guys that, um, that I've seen on the app. And I'm telling you, this is a community like no other. You get there, a bunch of guys who have never really even met each other in real life, and you feel like you're just a part of family. You feel like you're a part of a community. And that says a lot. There's, there's not a whole lot of things that can make a, a guy feel that way, like he's part of such a community. But Go Wild really has that. Um, you know, one of the things that we have really not hit on very much in the Go Wild um in, in, our, in our Go Wild talks is um, that this is, is a social media kind of like 
Facebook or Instagram, but they also have this really cool scoring system where you can log your trophies. So, and and trophies is a loose term in this. If you shoot a doe, you go in and you log it or, or you submit it uh, for your uh, as a trophy. And it asks you to tell you to tell how you shot it. So if you shot it with a gun or a bow, you get more points based on um, whether or not it was a gun or a bow. You also get more points based on whether or not it was on public land or private land. Um, I think you get points based on the distance of the shot and the weight of the deer. Uh, and so you can do this with all different animals. And it's just a really cool system. It's a scoring system. So it's almost like a game. Uh, I don't know any other way to say it. Uh, but it's so, so neat how uh, they're working this scoring system into the app. And so if you don't have a Go Wild account, I don't know what you're doing because it's a lot of fun. The only thing it is is fun. Uh, you're not going to see any bashing on Go Wild. You're not going to see anything negative on there. And if it is there, it's probably going to be taken down pretty dang soon. And so uh, if you don't have it, go check it out. I think you're going to really enjoy it. Today, we are talking with Blake Eccles, who is the normal co-host you guys have heard from before. We're talking with Michael Pike who is just a public land deer hunting genius. He just knows, I feel like he knows what the deer are saying or thinking at all times. Uh, We're also got Greg Godfrey, who is, uh, if you are on Facebook at all, or you listen to any other podcast, you've probably heard his name come up uh, in in a lot of circles, specifically the saddle hunting circle, because he's kind of like, the spokesperson for saddle hunting right now and i feel very prideful i was actually telling him this today every time i hear greg on another podcast i think to myself i got him first and you heard from greg godfrey on episode number five and he actually told me that that was the very first episode that he had been on or the very first podcast that he came went on to other than his podcast the saddle hunter podcast and so uh you know i take a lot of pride in that i I joke around with with other guys about it but um i love greg he's such a cool guy so much knowledge and he's just a fun guy to talk to and uh so we're talking to those guys and what we're our subject matter is our 2018 goals I think it's great to have goals as a deer hunter, uh, as a person, as a man. You got to have goals that, and what what happens is, is when you achieve those goals, you, there's a sense of pride and a sense of confidence that comes from that. And we all know that confidence is a very important thing when it comes to sitting in a deer stand in the fall. So that's what we're talking about today. We're going to get into this episode with these guys. I think you're going to enjoy it. Welcome back to the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast, and uh, I'm here with a really interesting group of guys today. Uh, I've got Michael Pike. What's up, guys? I've got Blake Eccles. Hey, buddy boy. I've got Greg Godfrey. That's me. And myself, and we're all here just to talk about deer hunting and whatever the heck else we want to talk about. (laughs) Wherever it goes. uh, We got a cool episode coming up. We are talking about our 2018 goals for deer season. I asked all these guys to come up with three goals, um, and we're going to talk about them and break them down and see how we're going to accomplish them. Blake, you look like you have something you want to say. Yeah, no, I, I, I was just laughing. You said three goals, and I, I know you told us three, man. I think I have nine, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but maybe we can hit the other six, like just rapid fire. Yes. So real quick at the end, Blake, what's the rest of your 12 goals that you have? <laughs> oh, man. So uh, let's start out, man. Just what have you guys been up to? I feel like 
I haven't talked to Greg in the longest amount of time. So, Greg, what have you, what have you been doing, man? Man, I have been so busy uh, between work and, you know, my real job in the, in the military. I'm active duty Army. So my real job in the Army has got me so busy lately. We spent uh, 10 days uh, in a field exercise in July, which if you've ever been to Savannah, Georgia, you know that it's about 752 degrees and 7,000% humidity in July. <laughs> And it was brutal, man. So we spent 10 days out there in the woods. And uh, so I was, you know, super busy, obviously, doing that. And then um, my my wife back home, she is in, in nurse second. practitioner school. Wait yeah. a second. You said like you, you sound like you have a wife back home and then a wife somewhere else. <laughs> so I just want to clarify that that is not she's, true, correct? She's not supposed to know that, but, you know, I guess it's out now. Um but yeah, she's in a nurse practitioner school. Uh, she's an RN. She works in the emergency department here in a, a local hospital. But she's in school getting her nurse practitioner degree, so she's crazy busy. And then uh, on top of that, her brother down in Orlando is going through some health issues right now. So she's been going back and forth to Orlando, between Orlando and Savannah, um, kind of taking care of him. So it's just been really, really busy, not to mention the fact that my kids are out on summer break, and so I have to deal with my kids at all times too. So yeah. that adds a whole a whole other level of, of uh, responsibility. So I'm, I've been really busy lately, man. It's good to come on here and just talk hunting and forget about that stuff for an hour or so. Heck yeah, dude. So I have a real quick question though. By the time the listeners hear this podcast, where will we be on the all the safety testing that you guys are doing at Tethered? Okay, as we as we speak uh, right now, it is Tuesday, July 24th, and we are in the process of getting all of the safety testing done this week uh, for Tethered, for the Tethered Mantis and uh, the Tethered Predator platform. So they are actually breaking those. It hurt my heart, but they have to break them. So they stress them to failure, and then what that does is give us an, a maximum breaking strength for both the platform and the saddle. So then we can, you know, put a, a recommended weight limit for both the platform and the saddle so you know safety is obviously number one we don't want anybody to get hurt and everybody that has purchased tethered products you know they obviously want strong safe stuff so that's that's why we decided to go with independent lab testing to make sure that it was super safe super strong but as 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 we are having this conversation they're testing it this week and then we should be shipping assuming we don't have any kind of crazy thing happened. You know, we did all the all the background work to make sure that the stuff was going to be strong, but assuming there's not some kind of crazy flaw that the eight different engineers that engineered this stuff f figured out, then we should be shipping like first part of next week. I'm pretty excited. Uh, so that puts us in the last week of July. We missed our 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 goal. Our goal was to shoot shoot for mid-July, which I'm going to say takes us through around the 18th to the 19th. So we're going to miss that by about Know, 10 days or so but you know for us bringing all these products to market from the beginning with us having day jobs and you know none of us have ever done this before so figuring out on the fly i feel like you know 10 days a little a little late you know by the by the time yeah. about 10 days is a little it's acceptable to me you know it's not like we missed it by three months right yeah i think on the forums and stuff that i've been on um the question that i've seen it's not it's not been uh Hey, how old do you think this deer is? Or any of those questions that you hear all the time or score this deer. I hear, so when exactly is middle July? <laughs> People just can't wait the, to uh, get them. 
Yeah, the question, I think the date that one of our teammates put out was like July 42nd or June 42nd, <laughs> something like that. But then some really smart guy did the math and was like, wait a minute, if what if they were serious? And so, you know, he, he took the difference between 42 and however many days there are in June, and he carried the one and divided by the square root and figured out that it was like July 14th or something. And he tried to hold us to that, but we couldn't do it. But uh, it was fun to see see that happen. Yeah, and man, you're right, Parker. There's been such positive feedback, and yeah, people want their stuff. And But I think at the same time, they get it that we're doing it the right way, and safety and strength is the number one priority as, a, as opposed to just getting it out a couple days earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. And that, that's just a, it goes to show, man, the community that we get to be a part of is pretty awesome because I haven't seen any negative feedback on it. So I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. I think people are going to be extremely pleased when they get it. You know, maybe they're being a little bit impatient now, man, I get impatient with Amazon prime. That's like two days after I press order. I'm like, when the freak is it going to get here? You know, mailbox with a lawn chair. (laughs) So, so cool, Greg, it's good to hear that you're doing good, man. Blake, What's going on, bro? I've had a lot going on since this. Yes, since this you last have podcast, man. So uh, I guess one thing I did besides mow, I felt like I'm mowing square miles of grass. Is how I feel like I should like like measure how much grass I'm mowing right now. So I'm doing a lot of that. <laughs> but besides that, fun stuff is, dude. I went trout fishing like two weeks ago below Smith Lake Dam, the only place you can trout fish in Alabama. And absolutely wore them out. Like, dude, we caught so many trout, and it was a 13 mile float. Did we put in it like? 8.15 that morning and didn't pull out till 6 o'clock hmm. that afternoon, and it was awesome. And we, you caught some pickerel too, right? Dude, We yeah, we caught this fish called a chain prick pickerel, which is like a southern uh, pike. And uh, yeah, a ton of teeth. Dude, It was we, I, I've never seen one before. And, That's cool. Uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. It was neat, and they were big. Like we, we didn't, I didn't catch the biggest one that I saw, which was probably like two and a half foot long, and another guy saw one bigger than that. But it was cool, man. And uh, so did that, and then... This past weekend, which is this, like four days ago, that trip that uh, that me and you me so me and you were planning on doing a scouting trip, right? Yeah. And that didn't work out. I was, uh, I was toast, man. I was tired. Dude, I, I bet you were. Hey, <laughs> he was. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that I didn't have to. I, I think I was the one that sent the bail text. I, yeah, I, you did. I, yeah, Dad, I should have waited, man. I no, I was about to you. text you and say, hey, hey. I can't make it, and I'll tell <laughs> I'll tell about that here in just a second. When we get around to me, I'll tell about why. But go ahead. Yeah. So. Me and you were supposed to scout. We didn't get to scout. Well, I still went out and camped that night. And, um, dude, we cooked steaks. Like we, So what we did is we took a bass boat way back into Bankhead and beached the bass boat, cooked steaks, potatoes. Like, man, it was it was good. I had, dude, I had a table out there, a fold-up table with me. So it's not camping, all right? Right. You were basically at a hotel. Yeah, yeah. So then <laughs> the next morning made blueberry pancakes that were the size of both of our faces put together huge <laughs> blueberry pancakes <laughs> and after that we, we just fished man and then we found a sweet rock wall and we rock climbed for like two hours and it was in the water so if we fell so we didn't have to have ropes or anything oh, so when cool. we fell we just pushed off and fell in the water even though i got like a big old scrape on the side of my chest <laughs> right now dude uh but uh but it was awesome man and it was it was all on public land like everywhere we were at we you could camp hike hunt uh which we had some deer come into camp actually that night they were blowing at us uh something ran through cramp you know like 90 percent of people who walk into bankhead never see a deer 
Oh, I know. They they tried to get my hand. <laughs> I don't ready. know if that that's probably not real <laughs> statistics. But oh, that's, that wasn't a real statistic. <laughs> it seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and what that was in you know in camp that ran by that was a uh, Bigfoot. Oh, uh, we think it was uh, an adol- adolescent yeah, Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the footsteps were a little bit lighter. That's, I think that's than, why than a, no a large there. male. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was actually chasing the deer. Yeah. That w- that were in camp. Yeah. So. Uh, if you it, put that on the Alabama Deer Hunters Facebook page, somebody will say, where are you at? Because I guarantee you I was right there. I've been there. I've seen him. <laughs> he was throwing rocks at me and everything. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, dude, so we did that, and, man, it was it, it was freaking fun, dude. It, it was it was awesome. It was good. That's awesome, dude. So, Mike, I, I already know what you're going to say because we hung out together this past week, but go ahead and let all the listeners know how much fun you had this last week. Yeah, so we went up to uh, Kentucky uh, spent about what a full day scouting, a lot of drive time, well, a lot of drive time. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, then went to the Go Wild event, uh, which is pretty cool. Yes, uh, so you're uh, repping your Go Wild. Uh, Got it on right now, yeah. man. Love that. You even hat. have you even have on the little wrist thing. Yeah, oh, you still haven't <laughs> taken it off. I still haven't taken nice. it off. So Brad, if you're listening to this, man, I'm. I'm representing everywhere I go. I still got this <laughs> this wristband that that we got for a dollar off at the what were we at uh, third third turn brewery. Is yeah. that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm still wearing it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we saw a lot of deer, a lot of big deer. <laughs> I mean, in the first what hour and a half we were there, I think we saw seven bucks and probably now don't like, now don't skip over the fact that we were on public land. This yeah, wasn't this like is, yeah, this is this wasn't anybody, private. Anybody can go here. So. Uh, I mean, it was a it was a really good good trip. The cool thing about that trip was uh, the biggest deer we saw. Which, if you this is a good plug for our video, um, there'll be a video drop. It if you're listening to this on Friday, it dropped yesterday on Thursday, um, and this is just our scouting video. It's got a lot of the deer that we saw. The biggest deer that we saw on that trip uh, was I mean, how many how many yards? Like maybe 50, 75 yards off the road. Yeah, yeah, and his bed was thirty yards inside of the woods right there. Yeah, we assume was was where he was bedded was just right there. Which actually, I jumped one last year, the first week of September, along that creek, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, he very well could have been bedded there again. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's just so cool about it. You know, most people think if 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 people watch that video that we had that we took, they're going to see all these deer. They're going to think, man, they were out on a dang. Deer farm, farm a deer yeah. farm we saw so many deer but we were just on public land it yeah. was so cool dude i was about to say i saw mike's instagram i saw a picture you posted and yeah. i was thinking oh sweet they stopped by a petting zoo on the way up there and they had deer <laughs> there yeah. Uh, yeah, I, but was, it wasn't. <laughs> I was out in the middle of a soybean field and i was probably like 35 yards from like three deer like Man. no cover whatsoever just there and they're just looking at me and then they go back to eating and i was like you could never do this in alabama no they'd be they'd be gone so fast yeah uh man so yeah that's i mean that's pretty much all i got to talk about too is that trip so um kind of the here's how it worked okay so we were it was a quick trip like it was it was a quick trip we left in the middle of the day stayed for the night and then got up early in the morning scouted and then drove to Louisville for the Go Wild event. And then I had to be back, and I had to be back at work the next day. So it was rough, man. And I think I made it from Louisville. I, I don't know, man. I think I might have made it 30 miles. 
Yeah. And I was like, Mike, you're going to have to drive, bro, because I can't do it. Yeah, you wouldn't leave it up to Tyler. Tyler slept the whole time. <laughs> yeah, Tyler slept forever. <laughs> he slept up there. He, he slept to Louisville. He slept to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was sleeping while we were scouting. But uh, so I, the thing I remember the most, I remember falling asleep. I was trying to find a podcast for Mike to listen to while he was driving. And uh, <laughs> I fell asleep just in the middle of it. I don't even know. I've ran, I out, ever... of, I've ran out of podcasts to listen to. And uh, and so I asked Parker for some new ones. And he set me up. And uh, I was like, I looked over at Parker and I was like, hey, man, it cut out. And then, like, all I see is Parker. He's already gone. Like, it's, this was like 30 <laughs> seconds in. And, uh, and he's, like, already snoring over there. And I was like, you know what? I'll just put mine on speakerphone. So I put it on the dash and uh, and listen to a bunch of podcasts. So. I don't think I woke up till we were like ten minutes away from yeah, home. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah. Like, what, what is that? Like six hours later? <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, they're like, hey, hey, guys, can you drive a little bit? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, it's no problem. <laughs> I was like, you know, I haven't, I've been asleep. I was like, I think we only got like what three hours of sleep that night. I mean, we didn't go to bed yeah, until after two o'clock in the morning because you were talking the whole dang night. It, oh, <laughs> homeboy over here is just super excited about getting out and scouting, and me and Tyler are both almost asleep, and Michael's still like. I already told him, I was like, yeah, guys, I, I have a tough time sleeping. I was, even the night before, I was like, I'm like a kid on Christmas. I didn't even sleep the night before we went to Kentucky. I was Golly, like, man. Too excited. So so that was, I mean, it was a fun trip. We got our trip coming up to Kentucky in September, so that's like not very long. No, just over now. a month. Yeah, I'm so pumped up about that. Um, what week are you guys going, um, Parker? Are y'all going opening weekend or what? Is it open a weekend for Kentucky? It's well, I think you're going to be up there, maybe open a weekend. Me and Tyler can't come up until Monday, so we'll yeah. Be so up I'm like basically September third. I'm we... leaving. I'm leaving on Sunday after church, which is September second. I'll hunt if I can. I'll hunt that night somewhere. You know, I told those guys I was like, "Hey, I'm going to try to tag out before y'all get there, <laughs> so that I can just yeah. so how, I can just film. That'd how, be so sweet. How fun pulling that deer out? Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I've done it on, you if I, it out. If I've <laughs> done it on Bankhead, do. I can yeah. do it on this place. So you guys should have a uh, a pretty reasonable shot at getting a velvet buck, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Straight I think up. so. That's awesome, man. I'm pumped. Oh, man. Oh, I'm, I'm so jealous. It, dude, I mean, you know the, the invite's open for both of you guys, Blake oh, I know, bro. and Greg. I know, bro. Oh, I know. I just... I, I can't. There's no possible way. I just can't grab it. I can't grab that handle yet, dude. I want to, though. I just like to take you a bunch of weed killer on your next cuts. <laughs> That's what you need to do. I don't, I don't know, know why your happened. grass didn't grow. 50 yards in Coleman. For some reason, they're dead. That's awesome. So, let's get started with this. Y'all want to get started with our goals? I'm down. So Let's do it. Like I said, I asked these guys to... Come up with a list of goals. Blake came up with a novel of goals. Um, so that being said, we'll just start with Blake because it seems yeah. like he's got plenty to talk about. I do. Okay, so so these are um, goals. And, and basically the whole point of this is to stress the importance of making goals. I think making goals are the most important thing you can possibly do in your hunting season to give you confidence. Because I know for me, whenever I have, whenever I meet a goal, when I accomplish a goal and I reach it, I go into the next portion of the season with more confidence than ever. And if I can do that, then I have confidence. And as we all know, as deer hunters, confidence is probably the most important thing that you can possibly have in the woods. Yeah. So, Blake, let's hear it. Yeah, man. Um, so, 
my goals, uh, dude, it's funny. My goals going into last season, my, I had one goal, shoot a 150-inch buck. Like, no big cool, deal, right? Three, yeah, no, I mean, you know, just <laughs> whatever. <laughs> 150. Um, and about halfway through the season, I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. I, I'm dropping that. <laughs> and, uh, Drop that to 85. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and uh, anyway, and too, I, I, didn't, I didn't hunt a ton this year. So I, I think my first goal, I think that's probably all of our goals is to get out more. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of my main things. I didn't even write that one down because it's uh it's one of the I think that's obvious. Um, but this is a weird one, man. I don't know if any of y'all wrote this down. Uh, but I want to learn more about the woods, like the trees, the like being able to identify certain trees, stuff like that. I mean, I can, I can see acorns on the ground, you know yeah. what I mean. But mm-hmm. I'd love to be able to identify trees more. Um, stuff like that and just learn the topography better. I, I hear Mike talking about beds all the time and talking about like funnels and different things like that. And that's something that I kind of know, but I really don't. So that's something going into this season. I'm going to be super aware of that while I'm in the woods. Um, I think it would just be called like woodsmanship. Exactly. Yeah. yeah right. Just right. Basic, basic woodsmanship. I mean, yeah. just being an outdoorsman. Yeah. Ben, ben talked about it in our last episode, Ben Davis. Yeah. From yeah. Sawbriar. He talked about that being kind of a lost art. And I think we're going to see an influx of people starting to get back into that. Cause you know, it's like anything you, you learn so much, you just want to learn more. And I think for a lot of us, that's the next step, Right. you know? Yeah. Especially yeah, the people it, on the, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say in the last couple of seasons, I, I've kind of taken a, a page out of that, that book. And, um, I learned the difference between a white oak and a red oak. And for many people, yeah, that for hunters, that's probably you know, commonplace, but growing up where I grew up in Florida, we didn't have a whole lot of oaks. I mean, we hunted yellow oaks, you know, them, them corn piles, that's how we did it. And so for me here in, uh, uh, in Savannah now we have some, some red oaks and some white oaks. And so in the last few seasons learning the difference, uh, it's really made a big difference for me and being able to focus on those white oaks is, is key. Yeah, something something I see a lot of people, especially on the beast. You know, you start out learning beds. That, the that hunting seems beast. to be yeah, the huntingbeast.com. Hunting right. <laughs> so uh, I just assume everybody knows, but <laughs> who doesn't know Dan and Fall and the hunting beast? But anyways, uh, so a lot of a lot of people have this progression. You know, they they try to learn the beds and and how these deer are traveling, using the edge and and that kind of thing. And you see this progression like. Once people actually learn how to see those things and know where these beds are located, you see them starting to pay attention to other smaller things like the food, you know, sources and how they change. Because a lot of times that bedding will change, you know, in relation to the food, the cover, you know, once those leaves fall off. So I started doing uh, last year, starting, you know, especially in, in this spring scouting, starting to pay more attention to you know, all the different food types, the vines, like there's yellow jasmine that they were just hammering like along these creeks and it, they have these little yellow blooms, uh, in the springtime. And then like in the fall, like when all of the other vines and stuff are, are, you know, kind of gone, they still have these real small little, uh, blades of green, I guess, leaves that are growing on the vines and they were just hammering those. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think you're going to see people really get into this um, you know, the more these podcasts and, and YouTube channels and stuff are, are going deeper and diving deeper into this, because, you know, I think everything happens in waves. Mm-hmm. You know, I heard, I heard Dan Infault say uh, recently, he said, you know, it takes a good three to five years for somebody to learn beast tactics. 
Um, yeah. A lot of people think it's just beds. It's not. It's woodsmanship. Right. Um, yeah. And so I think that's a good one. I think it's a good one. Blake. Yeah, and, and it, it crosses barriers too. It's not just for whitetails. You know, like I love squirrel hunting. I love pig hunting, stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that's, you know, like one thing I'd like to do this year is shoot a fox squirrel. That's another one of my goals. Um, I've never shot one. And uh, so, so anyway, so yeah, woodsmanship is, is a big one for me this year that I'm really going to, I mean, like, like buying books, you know, and I, it yeah. sounds like I need to go walk around the woods with Mike for a little while. <laughs> yeah, hey, the woods, that's where it's at. I mean, yeah, more time spending in the learn. woods, that's where you're going to learn. Yeah. 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 There's actually a good app for that too. It's called like a uh, leaf snap or something. Plant snap. And you, yeah. Yeah. You can take a uh, picture of the leaf and it'll tell you, you know, exactly what type of tree it is or bush, whatever. And then you can figure out if that's a something, you know, a mass producing tree or bush. And so you can figure out, you know, if the deer are going to key in on it or not. And I, I use that whenever I go out. Yeah. And I would suggest, uh, getting like a book too, or, or talking to a biologist because, um, I use plant snap and I thought I was looking at, um, a certain type of plant and come to find out it was just the wild azalea and, uh, the Iggy <laughs> I, yeah, I brought it up. I brought it up to <laughs> one of our uh, local wildlife biologists and plant snap gave me some options like, Hey, this looks like that particular plant no it wasn't <laughs> so <laughs> that's uh you know you said something blake you said you just need to go spend some time in the woods with mike i'm telling you for real yeah like everybody should go spend some time in the woods with mike the things that he catches on to like i'll just be walking and he like there's a blah 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 you know whatever well, so what he was just kinda, talking about that jasmine yeah <laughs> I'll be like, man, look at that honeysuckle over there. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. All right. So better woodsmanship. Yeah. That's Blake's number one goal. That's right. All right, Greg, let's hear it. All right. So I'm going to divert from you guys a little bit because I'm in a, a little different scenario here, a little different season of life. And um, my f- number one goal this year is to get my son his first year. Uh, last year, we got him on deer and he actually – he hit one, um, with a rifle, but he made a, a, not a great shot. It was a, it was a gut shot and we didn't end up recovering the deer, unfortunately. So I, uh, I got into a lease this season that's super close to my house. And I did that really for, for two reasons. One is because I'm working so much, I don't have as much time to be out in, in the woods. Like I like to do out in public land and two it's really hard for my, my 12 year old son to go to the kind of places where I like to go. When I go into public land, I'm normally jumping in my kayak or I'm traipsing through swamps or whatever, and I'm running gun. So it's really difficult to do that. A running gun style hunt with a 12 year old kid. That's, you know, not super experienced. So I got into this lease and really the main, the main purpose is so I can get him on his first year. So I've got a couple spots that I've been corning up a little bit and I'm going to get him in there and try to get him his first taste of venison. That's my number one goal for the season. If that happens, then goal two through two and three or through 15, if you're Blake, they just don't matter anymore. <laughs> yeah, dude, I understand that. Um, I, uh, another guy actually, um, Bradley Hughes, Guy I got to meet not not too long ago. He's a listener of the podcast. He wrote the same thing on the Facebook post from earlier today. Uh, he said that was his main goal was to get his son on a deer. I think that's man, that's yeah, awesome. That's, hey, what it's cool. that's what I dream about, bro. Yes, that's gonna be the funnest thing in the world. Oh man, you know we did that episode not too long ago with our dads. Oh man, and yeah. I've gone back and listened to that so many times and mm-hmm. thought, man, I want to be if I'm half the dad that my dad was. Oh man, dude, I'm I'm gonna have some good kids. You know, <laughs> that's right. 
Uh, so yeah, and I'm, what I'm really hoping is that if he can, you know, if, if Jackson can get that first deer down, that's really going to hook him. And, you know, he, he's been hunting with me before, and he'll go out in the woods, and we'll go check trail cameras and, you know, go scouting or whatever. And he'll do that occasionally if I if I ask him to. But what I'm really hoping is that if he can get that, you know, first one down, it will just solidify that passion, and it'll it'll just start to burn in them like it did for me when I was his age. And really what did it for me was when I shot my first deer with a bow. That was the thing that, and I was a little bit older than him. I was, I think I was like 14 or so, but uh, that was when the passion really got me deep. And so I'm kind of hoping to get my hooks in or let the outdoors get their hooks in with him getting his first deer. That's rad. I'm a fan. I like it. Yep. Um, all right, Mike. So mine's pretty simple. Um, I just want to shoot my bow and get it just, I mean, I want to get really awesome at killing deer. Not just as everybody, deer. as everybody knows, I struggle with killing deer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so here about three years ago, uh, I'd practice all summer. I got a new bow, uh, in the spring and I was just, I was driving tacks. I mean, it was just one after another, like I was killing deer. I think I killed three that season with my bow two bucks uh, which were nice then once i shifted over to public scouting and uh, the beast basically i ended up um you know kind of putting that on the back burner and learning you know those woodsmanship skills and and finding beds and all that kind of stuff and i had uh two nice bucks in one day they're eight or better and uh and i had them in both within you know, 30 yards and ended up missing both of them, uh, due to equipment. Uh, the, the little, um, D loop ended up twisting. And, uh, when I pulled back the peep twist and it was just, you know, ended up having an issue that whole day, missed those two bucks. That was in one day, right? That was in one day. Ooh, um, yeah, it's a bad day. That hurts. Yeah. Especially here in Alabama. So, <laughs> Uh, after that, then I come back, uh, this season and I was still focused on beds and, uh, still put that on the back burner and ended up, uh, hitting two deer and not recovering them two nice bucks. Uh, so this year I've been spending more time, uh, you know, practicing again, you know, shooting my bow every week. So hopefully, uh, this year, you know, I'll actually, uh, come away with more nice mature bucks. The world's best hunting guide. Yeah, that's what my dad says. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so I and I can I can vouch for you on this. Like, you know, me and you didn't start really hanging out and scouting until this year. Right. And you said all this, you know, I mean, it's not like you were talking crap or anything, but you, you talked real big about going out and scouting, you know, two or three times a week. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. out on out on the on the forest land and um and this year you haven't been doing nearly as much because no. you've been shooting. So, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you scout and you scout and you scout and you scout. Um, you, you know where the deer are. Yeah. I've, you, you've got a good. Right. And once you, you know, once you learn those tactics, I mean, you can just about pick an aerial apart, you know, just by topography and, you know, and cover using satellite imagery. I mean, you just about know where those deer are going to be. Yeah. Um, it just takes a little bit, you know, boots on the ground just to, con, you know, kind of confirm what's still there because a lot of times those, uh, satellite, uh, you know, images, they may come in and log, you know, a thousand acres and you're sitting here like what in the world, you know, what am I going to yeah. do now? So it's definitely good to go in there and make sure, you know, there's not a whole lot of hunting pressure. People don't have a bunch of stands up and that kind of thing. So, yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. So 
so that's how you that that's a that's a an easy thing an easy goal and i think the point of that is that it's a crucial goal it's too. a crucial goal <laughs> right there's so, there's things that we do as hunters out in the woods um that don't matter nearly as much as what we do at home right when we got some free time mm-hmm. go out and shoot your bow because it does no good to put in all the work i think dan infault says that it doesn't do any good to do all this work and scout all these miles if you're not good in the moment of truth right so mm-hmm. i'm i love that i think that's a good goal and you know it also shows respect for the animal i think yeah you know as mm-hmm. as as hunters, as conservationists, it's a really bad feeling when you know that you, you know you go and find that you've hit the deer. You know you find hair, you find blood, but you can't recover that deer. It's a it's a bad feeling. Mm. It is. That's a horrible feeling. But everybody's got to go through it at some point. Sure. Really, sure. If, yeah. if, if, it happens to everybody. Yeah. If you're a bow hunter and you haven't <laughs> experienced that, then you don't bow hunt enough. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not doing <laughs> it true. enough. Uh, all right. So so here's mine. Um, one of the the things that I really wanted to do more this year was um, get out and scout this summer. So we've done that. I've done that way more than I ever have before. Um, but here's why I wanted to do this. My goal is to be able to hunt areas, not just because I have the opportunity to go hunt, but because the conditions are perfect for that area. You know, and I think a lot of people, you hear a lot of people who, who kill big deer. Um, they say this, don't just go hunt cause you have the opportunity to go. If you have plenty of opportunities, if you're pretty flexible, wait for those weather fronts to come in, wait for those perfect times. And if you're scouting in the woods more, you're going to know, you know, where these deer are bedded on certain winds and, and where the food sources are that they might be hitting mm-hmm. at that time of year. And so I can think of one spot in specific, um, where I killed most of the deer at last year, most of the bucks I killed, I killed in this one spot, um, now, I didn't kill a giant last year. I didn't kill any giants. But that doesn't mean it's not they're not there. I just think I wasn't hunting it at the right time, or I blew them out of there and educated them before you know, I ever even had the opportunity. And from hearing you talk before, I think your goal last year was probably a little bit different. I mean, you had, you had hunted here in Alabama for a long time, and you really wanted to kill some deer. And, on public land. On public land. Yeah. And, and you actually told me before, you, you said, you know, Going into it, you really didn't have that high confidence of seeing and killing deer on public land just because it's pretty difficult. But you ended up walking away with what three bucks and yeah, three bucks and two does, two Mm does. Yeah, so I I mean mean, that's awesome. It was uh, that it was the best season I've ever had in my life, and I'll tell you this is why I wanted to do this episode because I think I set goals for myself. My first goal was to kill a deer and kayak it out. My second goal was to kill a buck and kayak it out. My third goal, which was the only one that I wasn't super pumped about, I was happy about it when it happened. But looking back now, I shot a buck that I probably shouldn't have shot, um, but it was a blast because it was, it was the whole story of my dad falling in the water and mm-hmm. right. his gun falling in the bottom of the lake and stuff. And that was that same day. Um, and it just made the experience better. Probably shouldn't have shot the buck, um, but my goal was to shoot a bigger buck. And then my next goal after that was to shoot a respectable bankhead deer. And I accomplished all those goals. And y'all, I'm telling you, I'm going into this season with more confidence than I've ever had. That may not be a good thing all the time. Um, hey, confidence is good. Yeah, confidence is yeah. good. It's going to be real bad. Good. It's going to be real bad whenever I <laughs> get my butt handed to me. Hey, if you get your butt handed to you, you, you know, you'll be that, you know, that more gung ho next year. Yeah, I think so too. 
Um, and so that's that's my 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 first goal is just to be disciplined, to not hunt every time just because I can, or to be disciplined to hunt maybe not my best spots if the conditions aren't perfect. Right. I really like that goal, Parker, and the reason why is you know I'm a big fan of John Eberhart. And the way he hunts, he, he goes in, you know, in the preseason and he's, he's already done with all of his scouting right now in July, he won't even go into the woods except for little things he calls speed tours where he'll, he'll go in and, you know, if he's set up on an apple tree or on a white oak tree, he'll go in and check the tree super fast just to see if it has, if it's going to drop acorns or going to hold apples this year. But John is a huge proponent of hunting the right stand at the right location at the right time. And, you know, he'll only hunt the uh, each spot once or twice the entire season. And he said that it took him many years to figure out that patience pays off. And if you save those really good spots for, you know, your most the, – the time when you got your best chances, you know, pre-rut or the rut, then – that's what you should do. So, man, I hope you stick to that, and I think it'll it'll help you be a lot more successful. Yeah, yeah. Another thing too to add to that, I think a lot of people don't, you know, scout enough in the preseason to have enough spots to where you're not tempted to take up those mm-hmm. really good spots, you know, right off the bat, you know. So. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's that's why I wanted to scout more this year. That was the that was the first goal. That wasn't a 2018 season goal. This was a summer goal. It was like okay, I need to have spots to go to for every scenario so I don't just ruin, you know, uh, again, I keep saying Dan Infault, I've heard Dan Infault say this, but um, he has said something similar to, you know, you're going to have one to two times hunting a spot is going to be your best opportunity to kill mature buck. Mm-hmm. Any more than that, he's educated. He knows you're there. You right. know, there's, there's definitely some scenarios that are different like during the rut, but if we're honestly looking at the situation, the rut is a very short span of time in our season in Alabama. We have a long season. So basically from October or wait, when does the season start? Early October. <laughs> October 15th, I think. Dude, I'm just, I've been so stuck on Kentucky. I know when Kentucky starts. I don't know when October, <laughs> yeah, mid-October. Uh, October 15th February, February 10th. 10th is what we've got. And the rut in this area that I that I hunt is just a really small frame of time in there. Mm-hmm. So I want to have my best opportunities, you know, during the season. So so that's mine. Blake, we are back around to you. Number two. On goal number two. Dude, so this one kind of comes from last season too. Uh, you know, we've we've referenced our friend Ben Curry on here a few times, and last season was one of his first seasons really getting into hunting. So another one of my big goals this year is to take new people hunting. And I've kind of – that's a, that can be real broad. Like how many people am I actually going to take out, actually going to teach something, you know? Um, so I'm going to focus that. I, I really want to get my little sister out. I've actually started taking her uh, hiking with me some. She's 13, I think. She's young, but, you know, she hadn't really had as many opportunities as I had by the time I was her age. And so, and a lot of that's because of school and she does a lot of sports and stuff like that. But we're going to put some dates on the calendar. So I'm be like, all right, I'm going to take her. And it's going to be on public land, which I think is going to be pretty cool because it's going to be a fairly hardcore hunt you know and uh but her and actually uh the other person i want to take out is my wife marilyn uh she's hunted with me before she shot one doe Uh, this has been years ago and i just haven't been out in the woods a lot the past few years and so i've I've gone just on my own you know but this year i really want to try to get her out a few times because she wants to go real bad but i just haven't gotten her out so do y'all ever feel 
I, y'all may not know Blake as well as I do, but sometimes when Blake starts talking, I feel like so much worse of a person because I'm like, man, what yeah. a selfless goal. <laughs> <laughs> All mine are like, I want to kill a big old buck. He's like, I want to yeah. take people out for the first time. <laughs> Well, I, I think about this past weekend, we were able to bring a guy out that hasn't really got to experience public land like I have, you know, so we have this, we, like I said, we were able to rock climb on these cliffs in the lake and it, it was just this awesome thing. And he kept saying, man, I got to find a way to get my family out here. And I was like, cool, man, just drive, just bring them, you know, and it was like, it clicked, you know? And so to see him and to see other people that, and, and to see Ben last, last year getting into it, going by himself, you know? Dude, that's so rewarding. And, and and how are we gonna keep hunting alive if we don't do that? You know, yeah. so uh, so yeah. I mean, you could almost say just hunter recruitment. <laughs> but that's at the same good. time, I think it's I think it's something that you know we need to need to participate in. Hey, I think that um, that's probably one of the most most important things that we can do as hunters. Yeah, you know, is to get somebody into the outdoors. You know, go wild. We talk a lot about go wild, but that's an initiative that they're taking um, this year. Is they're doing this huge giveaway. And all you have to do is sign up and say, I promise that I'm going to take somebody who's never been hunting, I'm going to take them out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's all you have to do, and sign your name. So if you sign your name and you don't do that, then you're a freaking liar. But, <laughs> I mean, I'm planning on doing it. You know, we got For a sure, friend, uh, uh, Michael Washam. Yeah. And he just randomly went out and bought a deer rifle. He texted me a whole bunch of pictures. He's like, what do I need to get? So little little backstory on Michael Washam. He's the most competitive person in the world. Yeah. And he was taught me and him were like going back and forth one day. And I was telling him how hard it is to hunt the way that we hunt, you know, with kayaks and on public land. And he's like, oh, no, no, I could do it. No problem. You know, and he, he kind of he kind of started talking. And then like two days later, he's like, I bought a deer rifle. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, so, we, we got to get him a deer this year, man. Dude, I, I would love to take him out. And Ben's the same way, you know. Yeah, man. See, I want to see Ben kill a deer. Me too. Real man. bad. Me too. Uh, we're going we're gonna to have Ben on the podcast soon, too. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. I like that one. Greg. Let's hear your second one. Well, Blake ruined number three. That was actually my third goal. Uh, All right, bro. You took mine. With a, with, with a slight twist, um, mine was to take a non-hunter hunting. Um, I've got s- several people here in, in Savannah. I, I'm around a lot of soldiers because of my job. And a lot of them, you know, they're into guns, they're into weapons, they're into outdoor stuff, but a lot of times they've never actually been hunting. So, one of my goals was to take a hunter out, not necessarily on a deer hunt, but uh, at least a pig hunt. And uh, I did it. I did it last year. I didn't specifically take them hunting, but there's a there's a program that that Fort Stewart runs um, where they open up some closed areas here on the on the training base. Uh, there's about seventy five thousand acres that is set aside as a impact area. That's where all the, all of the weapons ranges are kind of in a circle and they all fire into this 75,000 ish acres where just nobody ever goes. And three times a year, they open that up when there's no training going on and they, they take soldiers out there and they go, you know, they put them in stands and they, and they go hunting. And last year I convinced a couple of guys that had never been hunting before to sign up for that hunt and they went and they had a blast and they 
they shot pigs and I think it got them hooked on hunting. So I want to take that one step further this year and actually take someone out, you know, myself and maybe kind of mentor them a little bit. And if, if not a deer hunt, like I said, at least on a pig hunt, but you guys, I mean, to me, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, that's what it really boils down to. We're losing hunters at an alarming rate and, you know, eventually we're going to start losing public lands if hunters aren't there to advocate for it. So it's all, it all goes hand in hand. We have to have the hunters there to use the public land. So it remains in a, you know, in a protected state. So that's, uh, it's not something totally new because Blake took it, but that's, that was my number three goal. So I'll go ahead and move that to number two, and then I'll talk about my number two last. Awesome. All right, Mike. All right. So last year I had a goal, I guess kind of a goal. I really wanted to go in and uh, film my hunts. And I took my fourth air camera arm, my nice little camera. I spent a good chunk of change on that nice camera. And I'll be honest, I got lazy. And, uh, and I took it like two or three times and Mm. I Mm -hmm. have so much money invested in that setup. Like it's ridiculous. I wish, I wish y'all could see Michael's camera setup. You'd be like, is this, what what is this dang Heartland bow hunter? He's got, he's like, Oh, I got it. I got another lens you can use. I'm like, Oh, what show are you shooting? (laughs) You have so much stuff. Well, I used to shoot photography and stuff, you know, just on the side, like landscape photography, just for fun. So that's where that setup come from. But I, I, I bought a a nice Canon XA 30 and XLR mic and, and basically a fourth arrow camera arm. And that's the one I only took like two or three times, which I'm ashamed to say that I took it two or three times, but I found myself using, I hunt on the ground. So I was using that as an excuse, but, um, I used my, my Tacticam and my GoPro. Uh, I had the GoPro mounted on my head and then the Tacticam mounted on whatever, you know, bow, crossbow, uh, firearm, whatever I was using. And that's what I used for most of the season. But I really, even if we were talking about it last week with Ben, you know, if, if I miss the deer, I miss the deer, but I really want to get some really good shots, you know, of what I'm seeing in the woods and that extra zoom, dude, I mean, it's going to be killer. It's going to be good because half of the deer I saw last year on my tactic cam, if they weren't within 15 yards, you was like, what are we looking at? Like everybody's just thinking it's a scenic little video of the trees, you know, like, I mean, I mean, you couldn't even see the deer. So that's, I mean, but if you miss a deer, if you don't shoot a deer because you were getting it on camera, is that even a miss? I don't think so. <laughs> well, hey, know, I'll take it. Cause I'm yeah, I mean, how many times, like, I'm thinking about right now, deer that I saw, like some big deer that I've seen in my life that I didn't shoot, and I would do anything to have footage of it. Right. So I could see, remember what those deer looked like. Hey, even if I miss, you know, cause that's my number one goal this year is to not miss my <laughs> well, I'm deer. talking about just not being able to get a shot off. Well, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. But even, even if, so I'll at least have maybe video evidence. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, that you, yeah. Cause I don't believe you still. Yeah. Hey, hey dude, or you <laughs> could you be like, like me this past year, you know, the 10 point that I shot. So <laughs> I almost missed that deer because I thought I'd hit record on my camera and I had it on like battery saver mode. So the deer's coming out, and I'm thinking while I'm, uh, you know, getting ready to shoot this buck, man, I'm getting all this on video. This is perfect. He walks out, and then there was, and something happened. It spooked it. What it was, I didn't hit record on the camera, so the lens makes this weird noise on my camera. Yeah, and it spooked the deer, and I almost missed that buck. Really? Because the, the the freaking camera. Yeah. That camera's staying at home this year. Yeah. But uh, it yeah, cost me. Uh, 
Yeah, it co- the camera cost me two bucks last year. One, because he saw me moving it to get it on him. And the second one, because I couldn't get it on him fast enough, so I didn't shoot. Uh, so, I mean, oh. it's I have a real love-hate relationship with cameras. I think I've heard you, Greg, say um, in one of your G2 Outdoorsman videos, it was like, um, the first tip for filming your hunts is don't start filming your hunts. I, I heard that. That's true. <laughs> it's true. Because I know for at least me, uh, Mike, I don't know how you did that. Because as soon as I start, and what I mean by that is I don't know how you only did it twice and then stopped. Because as soon as I started, I don't know. It's like I got addicted to it and I couldn't go into the woods without the camera. And there were times where I was like, man, it's too hot. I'm not even going to go hunting because I don't want to lug all my camera stuff in there. And I don't know why. I think just some people, I'm one of these weird people that now that I've started, it's like I can't stop. I just, I really like having the camera there. It's It's a whole nother level of fun. But it definitely 100%, no questions asked, cost me two bucks. Now I might've missed the shots if I had actually gotten to take them, but for sure I didn't get off two shots because of my camera. So my biggest thing last year, I started hunting really thick thickets off the ground. So the amount of footage I could get before those deer were right on top of me, you know, I just figured was slim to none, but Mm -hmm. I actually ended up having quite a few, you know, times where I was right on an edge and I could have actually filmed those deer, you know, for longer. Uh, so this year, I'm 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 just gonna bite the bullet. I went ahead and and I got a lumbar pack. I think it's gonna pack the camera a lot better than my Sitka Ascent uh, 12, which was I don't. You just really couldn't pack it. It it didn't pack very well at all. So I'll at least be able to strap my uh, camera arm and stuff like that to uh to the outside and maybe carry it in a little bit easier. So. That's the, that's the plan at least. So, we'll see how so that, the that goal is just to start filming again. Yeah. The goal is to actually, you know, film, you know, most of my hunts this year. I gotcha. Yeah. So, um, that was going to be my, my next goal too was, but I was actually going to say, I wanted to film a deer getting slayed by me. Yeah. <laughs> I got that last year on the tat cam yeah, yeah. and the GoPro. So. And I've, <laughs> I've gotten like little, I've gotten little videos here and there. I've filmed hunts before, but nothing like good. You know, but now I have camera equipment and I have good stuff. I have solid gear that I that I think I can get it done with. But um, so I won't say that goal now. But that was that was going to be my, one of my goals. Uh, okay, so my next goal is to I ended I ended last year with um, the goal of I want to kill a respectable buck on public on on Bankhead, and I did it. So I was done. So just continuing on with that that goal, that that same progression, I want to kill a mature buck on Bankhead. And I want to kayak it out and I want to film it. So this is all one goal, okay? Like just hear this all as one goal. I want to kayak it out, I want to film it, um and I also want to be in a saddle. So no pressure, Greg, to get that safety <laughs> thing done. Um, uh if your safety test doesn't pass, you ruined my goals, Greg. <laughs> no, I mean, but those are all part of the same goal. Like, there's a scenario that I want to see happen, and I want to see it play out. And I want it to be, I want to shoot a mature buck, and I want it to be the best story, like, the hardest way. Just, yeah. So that's that's my number, 
That's my, what are we on? Number two? two yeah. And so the way I plan on doing that, here's how I'm breaking it down for you guys. The way I plan on doing that is by only hunting that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to put myself in the scenario where, you know, it, it, and here's, here's what it comes down to as well. You know, early season, I may not just say, you know what, like during, during bow season in Alabama, October, I'll probably try to shoot a doe at some point. It's not like I'm going to only try to shoot this mature buck, but I am going after in the areas that I'm hunting, the areas that I've scouted, I'm going after a mature buck. I don't want to kill, you know, a, a small, small deer. Um, but I'm also not going to pigeon my hole, pigeon my hole. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to pigeon my hole. Is that how that saying I don't know of any saying like that. Y'all been saying it wrong the whole time. It's called, Hey, there are some fellas that like to pigeon their hole, so don't knock it. You know, <laughs> Maybe in Georgia. <laughs> oh man. No, I, what I was saying is I don't want to pigeonhole myself. And say that I can't. If you would have said that in your voice, (laughs) (laughs) I just I don't want to I don't want to pigeon my hole, you know. (laughs) Oh man! Oh no! I don't want to. You know, I don't want to paint myself in this picture as some like big time mature buck hunter. I don't think you have to worry about that. I think you just <laughs> paid yourself in a whole nother light. <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. Uh, I hope everybody doesn't stop listening to that vlog in the first five seconds that we have it on. Uh, oh, the intro uh, on that vlog. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I'm not trying to say that I'm not, that I'm not going to shoot, you know, if, when it comes down to the wire, I want to, I want to get meat in the freezer, you know, mm-hmm. and I want to, I want to shoot deer. I like doing that, but, um, and on public land, <laughs> Mike, Mike is still cracking up over here. <laughs> Can't stop thinking. I'm trying to be serious, Mike. I'm sorry. I didn't laugh during your goals. Uh, no. So, so that's, that's my, I'm done. I'm done. You can keep laughing. I love you your goal. It's a lofty goal. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, goal. it's a lofty goal. Um, but it's doable, you know, and I think it, if you keep putting yourself into that, if you're not going to be satisfied until it happens, you'll eventually get it, mm-hmm. you know? And so that's, that's kind of how I'm Tom playing it out. So, all right, Blake, Blake, if oh, this is, if this me. is this, so these are the last ones and we're running cl- low on time, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, I swear, if this is about somebody else shooting a deer, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> no, no, surely is, you have one of your 15 goals is about you shooting. I, I do. Hey, so this is my third goal, but I'm going to do three goals in one. Okay, okay. How about that? So, and this is good. It, it, it's not about anybody else. So first off, let me just get this one, get this one out. I love cooking wild game. I freaking love, I can't wait to cook on open day whatever that's going to be but this year and so last year i started processing my deer on my own i I didn't take any deer to the processor last year um i probably maryland helped me process them which was really cool uh, because she just got to have a hand and what we eat all the time and so i want to take my processing up up a level i'm going to buy some new equipment like a grinder a new uh just just a few new things because i want to do some sausage and i want to do some uh some jerky and stuff like that that normally i would have just paid the processor to do but one, th- I, dude, I love the one of the greatest things in the world is when you cook a backstrap for somebody that thinks deer meat's horrible, and you give it, you give them a piece of it, and they taste, it, and you can just see that they're just like trying to be a good friend. You know what I mean? They're like Blake is for some reason super pumped about this, so I'm gonna you know just do it, and they eat it, and then they look at you and they think, oh my gosh, this is deer. 
It's like, yeah, bro. And then they eat, they try to eat all of it, you know? And so anyway, we all have that friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I want to, uh, shoot enough deer to be able to give some meat away to stuff like that. But then here's my, my selfish goals. All right. Here's the other two. Um, I want to shoot a deer on public land, um, out of my kayak or using my, using kayak. your kayak, yeah, yeah. using the kayak. And I want to shoot a mature buck on public land with my bow. Can I say something really quick? I, I know y'all, other than Mike interrupting me, y'all haven't interrupted me very much. Yeah. But somebody somebody recently came to me and said, um, you know it's illegal to shoot deer from a kayak. <laughs> and anybody listen to this, look at your state laws. Um, but I'm telling you, in Alabama, it is not illegal as long as you do not have a motor on it. Right. However, that being said, it, that's not what we're doing. So good clarification. Yeah, yeah. I, we use our boats as a mode of transportation to get to the hunting spot to access, and yes. then to and then hunt after that. So yep. so yeah, that's what I'd like to do. Um, but mature bucks. So that means that um, probably not going to shoot any little bucks on public land this year. If I shoot, you know, if I shoot anything, it'll be does um, or a mature buck. So for me, I think that's a really lofty goal um, because I haven't done as much scouting. I, I got some good spots, but. I don't have the spots that you guys have right now, I don't think. But I think if I can put the time in, I'm pretty confident uh, that I can make that happen. So I'll let you come to my spots if you want. I, I, bro, i got to find it on my spot. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it on your spot. It won't count. <laughs> okay. I mean, uh, I'll get close to you. Uh, one of my spots, dude. I hope you're not out there while I'm out there because we may be able to see each well, other. We may be pitch, <laughs> pitching in each other's holes. <laughs> no, I'm not going to let you do that. But <laughs> hey, if y'all do, you're just not getting anywhere us. close to my hole. Hey, if y'all do, just make sure you don't film it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> that just got bad. Yeah. Yeah. We may have to cut, cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> Might not. I, you know, I don't know. We'll see how. When it, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. So, so that that's my goals. And I, let me just throw a fourth goal in there. All right, do shoot, it. I, yeah, you yeah. know what? Is that okay? That's okay. Okay, uh, I want to shoot a pig on public land this year too. Wild Ooh. pig on public land. Yeah. So that's nice. a cool goal. Yeah. I like that. I think I've hit uh, like seven of my nine or something. So I'm good. Yep. Yep. You're good. <laughs> All right, Greg. Well, once again, I freaking hate Blake because <laughs> that was he stole two of mine. Uh, it's kind of. Um, my goal this year was to actually shoot a buck from the kayak. Now I've killed several deer from the kayak, but they've all been does and I've shot several pigs from, from my kayak all on public land, but they've, you know, I, who cares about shooting a, a pig, you know, whether it's a boar or a sow, Blake, not me Blake particularly. Does. That was yeah. one of Blake's goals actually, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to shoot a buck this year on my kayak. And, uh, this is, this will be what my, this will be my third season hunting with the kayak and I haven't shot a buck yet from from the kayak. So I want to do that. And last year I was super picky. Uh, I passed up several small bucks and I don't think I want to do that this year. I think if it's Brown, it's down. I am whacking and stacking. Uh, they're going down if they come close to me and I'm on my boat. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's fair. I like it. I love it. Man. <laughs> I'm yeah. a fan. Yeah. I don't really care if it has spots, you know, it's still, it'll eat really good. <laughs> But I thought you wanted to shoot a buck. I thought that was the whole premise of this, of this part. Hey, buck, bucks are babies too. It went, it went from, it went from a buck to if it's brown, if it's down, and then it can be even brown and white. Well, as long as it's a buck, you know, yeah, it's, as long, if it's brown, it's down. As long as it, between his legs look right, then we're good. Technically, That's right, it's you a know. Buck. We may have to pigeon his hole first just to make sure it's a buck. But. Oh man. Okay, I like that goal, Greg. I think it's a good one. Yeah, man. A buck with the kayak. There we go. I'm telling you, when you do that, you're not going to want to do it any other way for the rest of your life. 
Yep, I, b- I believe it. I mean, just the, the pigs and the does have been, you know, it's such a cool way to hunt, and it's so much fun. It's so much different, uh, or, or it's so much more different than anything, any other way I've hunted. And, you know, it brings in, Parker, I think we talked about this the first time I came on Southern Ground, and we talked about how it's like a little mini adventure, you know, right in your backyard. You don't have to go on some crazy hunt to the Rockies to get that sense of adventure when you take your kayak i don't know why but it feels like you're in another world and you know you're on this adventure and it's just a great way to hunt yeah um all right mike so so my third one is going to be uh using trail cameras and so i've I've, i don't know i have like eight trail cameras and i usually will have one or two out the whole season and let them soak and i've always learned a lot from those one or two trail cameras but i have like six more at home just sitting there and last year I was planning on putting those out and I never did so I always seem like I take away a lot from letting those soak full season you know and come away with something each season you know maybe that I didn't realize that I should have looked for in the past you know uh so I think putting out all of those trail cameras this year and then pulling them all and then you know going over them and studying why those deer were there what time they were there you know, all the specifics and really analyzing those trail cams. So that's, it's another simple one, but. I like it. Uh, So for me, um, I like the way that you use a trail camera. I don't like the way that most people use a trail camera. Yeah. I think everybody likes checking them right away so Mm -hmm. they can use it to hunt this season. Whereas I like to let them soak the whole entire season, run the batteries completely out, you know, and then go in and check. To help you for the next year. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy things you don't realize, you know, from letting them sit, you know, for so long. Uh, Another thing that I realized, I don't know if a lot of people use straps or bungees or anything like that. But I found that after each uh, rain event that we had come through, it's like it refreshed up the scent that was on those straps or bungees. And the deer always seemed to be a little bit more spooky and looking at the camera when, you know, after after that rain or whatever, hmm. I, I guess because of the scent that was left on there. So what I've done is actually went and did the DIY, like the basically you get like a uh, an eye with a screw mm-hmm. on it and, and make your basically just stuff from Lowe's or you can I think you can find some metal ones uh, like a bracket. Like Hulk, I think makes them and and maybe HME or somebody like that. So yeah, uh, but putting those on there because I I think the scent there's less scent for them to hold. You know, compared to the straps, but that's one thing I realized uh, after letting one sit for a season. You know, nobody was going in there and hunting that area, but that scent was being reintroduced after every single time it rained. And, you know, I had these cameras put up eight, ten foot up in the air so they wouldn't get stolen, and that's what I was seeing. So the, my only thing was that strap. This year, I had one nice. Uh, I, I I can't remember if he was eight or ten point. I think he was ten point. That big one. Yeah. You know, he passed by like for a week straight on certain winds. And never even had a clue that camera was up there. So hmm. that's uh so so for me, I have one trail camera. I own one trail camera. I've owned more. I've owned more than that in my life. Like I've owned several, but right now I have one check trail camera, and I don't use them for the reason of the same reason I don't use a fish finder when I'm fishing. Um, if I know that there's fish around, like if I'm in my kayak and I'm fishing. And I see fish swimming around. I see it, see it on the fish finder. I'm going to spend my whole day 
trying to catch those stupid fish um, instead of, you know, whenever I'm whenever I don't have the fish finder, I just move to a different spot, try to find the spot where they like when I'm throwing at them. Um, and that's why I don't use a trail camera, because I know if I've got it's going to go back to my first goal. If there's a big, you know, 175 inch Alabama Alabama bruiser buck, swamp donkey. Mm-hmm. If there's a big deer on that camera, I'm going to hunt that spot. When I'm paddling, trying to decide where I'm going to go, well, there's that 175 <laughs> but, in there that he could show up. But here's the thing, though. I didn't go back until February or March. That's what so I'm saying. I love what I you're was, doing. I was all over that deer and never even had a clue. But he was only there at a certain time on a certain wind within a certain two-week period. And I was all around it. But, you know, I never even knew until after the season. I was like, man, if I'd have known that, then I would have been there. But since I didn't, you know, I plan on going back there, which that'll be that'll be the Babe Ruth buck. That's what we'll call that one if I kill it because I'm going ahead and calling it. <laughs> calling the shot. Yeah. So. That's awesome. I wonder how many other people are hunting that deer. I don't know. Probably a few. <laughs> probably, probably a few. Yeah. Yeah. There was some out-of-staters that I ran into there last year. Um, so hopefully they're not listening to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's my here's my last one, okay? Mm-hmm. And this is – I'm going to dedicate this one to Blake because this is oh, not yeah. about me um, at all. It's not about me killing a big deer. It's not about anything like that. I want to, starting this season, I want to see my wife's attitude towards hunting. She doesn't have a bad attitude. My wife is amazing. She doesn't have a bad attitude. I give her a negative feeling when it comes to hunting season because I'm gone so much. Mm-hmm. I want to see my wife's attitude towards deer hunting change starting this season to where she sees the, um, now I'm not saying that she needs to be any different. I'm saying I'm the one who needs to be different. And, and, and it goes back to goal number one. Don't just hunt because I had the opportunity to go hunt because it's perfect. Because I think if I do that, when I say, Hey baby, the cold front coming in, I'm going to be gone the next two days. And, but if I wasn't gone the whole two days before that, just because I was off or whatever, then she's going to be a whole lot more inclined to say, ah, yeah, that'd be good. That'd be fine. Good man. You know? Yeah. So, um, I like it. You know, I, I've heard this, I've actually heard this a lot this last, last week about getting your priorities right. Um, I think it's really easy for us to not have our priorities right, especially deer hunters. Cause a lot of us, you know, we're not, we're really focused on these three months, you know, of deer season. We don't, I mean, we're pretty average other than that. Um, you know, we're not asking, we don't, uh, from my perspective, it doesn't feel like sometimes I'm asking for too much, but at the same time, we got to have our priorities, right? Even in that three months and it's just not worth it. It's not worth it. I know too many guys who, um, they've lost their families. And even if they're not like completely lost, if they live in the same house, their families, they're lost to their families because they didn't have their priorities, right? And they put a deer in front of their, their kids or their wife. And I don't want to be that guy. And I felt myself go in that direction. Uh, probably in the past two years, I felt myself going in that direction where I'm like, I would rather be out in the woods than spending time, but that's got to change. So that's, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. That's a good goal, man. Yeah. That's something good to recognize. Uh, and I think that's something that we guys deal with, you know, because we just, oh, yeah. there's something about getting out. We work hard during the week. That's where we can really refill, you know. 
but at the same time, like you said, you got to have your priorities right. And uh, yeah, I think that's something we probably all. I think yeah, a lot of us struggle with that balance for sure. Yeah, yeah, a lot of us struggle with that balance for sure. Yeah. I mean, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. I can't remember yeah. where that's at in the Bible, but... Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's in... Uh, it's in Hezekiel. Hezekiel, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it, it's in Zacchaeus. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. That book. <laughs> Half the people listen to this like, oh, yeah, the book of Zacchaeus. <laughs> oh, man, guys, that was fun. It's good stuff. I bro. love that. I, I want to see um, if we could all come back at some point... <sighs> you know, around February and say, hey, these are what I accomplished and this is what I didn't accomplish, but here's how I'm going to, I figured out a new way that I'm going to accomplish it. This is what we'll I think, learn. I yeah, think that'd yeah. be good. Me too. Um, I, I, I'm pumped for that podcast. Oh, uh, it's going to be fun. Maybe we can all be in the same room too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what we need. It'd be fantastic. Maybe Greg, maybe we can meet like in Atlanta, do a fishing trip. This is what me and Greg have been trying to do for a while. Yeah. Do a fishing trip during the spring and come together and be like, 2019 season what are we doing you know I'll what i'm saying let's do it yeah i mean i think that'd be fun you know we'll if, go catch some fat girls on the bed and then talk deer hunting <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know bass fishing that sounded bad yeah. <laughs> but if you know bass fishing that sounded great <laughs> i just got done talking about how i wanted my wife to enjoy the sports and talking about big old fat girls on a bed i don't i don't even know that i am interested there's nothing better <laughs> I love it. You know what? I feel like this was the most crude podcast we've done. <laughs> there was a lot close. of crude moments. It's gotten close. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, not from Mike though, for sure. But the pigeon holes and the fat girls and I think we should just stop while we're ahead. If this is even ahead, I don't know if this is ahead or not. It could always go downhill. <laughs> yep, yep. So, uh, well, Greg, thanks a lot, man, for hopping on. Blake, Mike, always a pleasure. Yep. Y'all have anything else? Greg is nice. Uh, nice talking to you. Not meeting you. That's right. <laughs> I didn't technically yeah. meet you. But, uh, oh yeah, this is the first time y'all talk. That's yeah. cool. That's right. Nice to digitally meet you, yeah. Mike. <laughs> For sure. uh, no man, I uh, I'll keep it short. But as always, Parker, it's always a pleasure to come on Southern Ground. And uh, man, I certainly appreciate you having me on. Uh, it uh, means a lot. And uh, I always have so much fun when we get to talk. So I'm always anxious to do it. Dude, for sure. We love having you on, too. Yeah, man. Boys, has been good. I love being on here, too. And, Greg, I hope that uh, our goal lists that are almost identical, I hope that uh, we reach those goals. <laughs> there you go. I- I'm in your corner, Blake. There we Heck go, yeah. man. <laughs> All right. Just to end this real quick, we've got um, a lot of a lot of things on social media that, that I've seen. I posted a post about what are your 2018 goals. Um, if you're listening to this right now and you have not commented on that post, I just want to ask you to go and do that. Put it in writing. Get somebody to hold you accountable. I've got these awesome dudes that are holding me accountable. If I shoot a spike, then they're going to be ticked So because I already <laughs> told them my goals. So find that person in your life and uh, enjoy the 2018 season. I think it's going to be a good one for all of us. All right. That's going to do us for another episode of the Southern Ground Hunting Podcast. As always, huge shout out to our partners at Onyx Maps, at Go Wild, and at Tethered, who you got to hear from today, from Greg. Um, I'm telling you guys, each and every one of these companies are made up of people who are just absolutely incredible. You know, there's no such thing as a a great business without great people. Um, And if there is, 
then please tell me about it because I haven't seen a lot of them. Um, and these are just made up of real guys, real outdoorsmen, just like you and I. And, and I believe in their products 100%. So if you haven't checked out one of these products, go check it out right now. You can find them online anywhere. Uh, let's see what else. I think that's all. I think that's all we got for today. Remember, God gave us dominion over the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, and the beasts of the earth. So remember to go out and exercise that dominion. This has been Southern Ground, and I'm Parker McDonald. I'll talk to you next time.